Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1218, air date May 26, 2023. Andrew? All right. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to a uh, talk I'm going to give on a very powerful invention I created after about 20 years of work called your body, your system. And your body, your system is a tool that I want uh, to share with everyone because it's going to really allow you to uh, recognize that everything in the universe is a system. Um, those are the principles embedded into, but more importantly, your body is also a system. The foundational knowledge that is uh, used in this tool, your body, your systems, comes from the science um, that I developed um, uh, over the last 40, 50 years, which integrates Western systems theory, which comes out of engineering system science with ancient systems of medicine uh, in Siddha and Ayurveda. And I'm going to give a talk about that. But one of the most profound things about what I'm going to share with you is that um, many of you know that I'm running for uh, U.S. president in the United States. And one of the fundamental things that's frankly uh, quite an embarrassment to all the policymakers, left and right, Republican and Democrat in the United States, is that for, since the last 70 years, it's quite unfortunate, um, going back to probably um, you know, 1960, 1970s, and really peaked around 1980, the United States life expectancy is going down, okay, versus any other industrialized nation. And this is quite profound. Um, so if you're in the United States, and I hate to say this, but your child is now expected to live less than you. All right. So think about what that means. And what is the reason for this problem? Is it vaccines? Is it big pharma? Is it big ag? Is it, um, you know, the healthcare system? Is it, um, you know, too much sugar? It's not any one thing. It's a system of system of bad policies that have been uh, piling up on top of each other, like Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids on top of Band-Aids, really starting around in the Kennedy administration and onward till today. And um, that has resulted in this, in the United States, in this massive dysfunction where, again, uh, the life expectancy of people today is gonna be less than their parents, okay? And typically most of the world follows the United States. So five to 10 years, every other industrial nation is gonna follow that same trend. So that's why um, uh, today's talk is very, very important because there's no one solution to it. The um, people in the field of Western biological sciences think that you're gonna give this person this one drug, right? Um, the health food fanatics, um, many of them actually who don't understand science basically put everything into good or bad. Oh, that food is good. This food is bad. Eat plant-based foods. Don't eat meat or eat meat. Don't eat plant-based foods and so on. But what you ultimately realize is that um, everything is a system. And if you understand the system's principles, you will understand that the goal to optimize your the existence of any system is giving it the right inputs under the right conditions for the right kind of system, okay? Now, those are very, very, some very powerful sort of simple words that I shared, and you're going to understand that. So I want to walk all of you through 
the science and how I created this. In fact, every child in the in the United States, for that matter, in the world, should learn the science of systems, particularly the way that I've organized. I used to teach this class at MIT. It was one of the most popular electives. I've taught it all over the world, and now we've made it accessible to everyone who's in our Truth, Freedom, Health Warrior program. We have a number of people joining us here on Zoom. Those of you um, elsewhere in the world, you'll get a chance to interact with some of our students, but we decided to make this accessible to everyone on the planet. Um, I decided to do this because one of our programs for healthcare, uh, one of the six areas of our platform is to actually offer solutions. The All the other candidates running for president, um, they're creators of problems. All of them create problems. They either come out of Harvard or Yale. And as a friend of mine said, you can trace every major economic disaster in the world to some uh, professor at Harvard or Yale, okay? Most of the people out of Harvard or Yale um, learn how to hang out in their own cliques and not to solve problems. It's a generalization, but by and large, it's true because um, Harvard and Yale survive on legacy admissions. It's not about solving problems. Engineers, which are basically, uh, we're basically high-tech uh, tradespeople or plumbers or electricians, we don't get paid unless we solve problems. The only profession in the world that gets paid for creating problems is a legal profession. Think about what I'm saying. Lawyers love to have a problem and to have you keep paying. Uh, and they bill hourly as long as your problem prolongs, okay? So it's quite unfortunate. But um, what we wanna learn is that there are fundamental principles in the universe. When you go through the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior Scholar Program, you'll learn all those. I'm gonna cover a brief of that. This is not gonna be um, a three, four hour lecture. It's gonna be about an hour. Um, we're going to do 30 minutes of the core uh, foundational knowledge of your body, your system. Then we're going to actually walk through a demonstration. We'll pick someone from the audience. But you're going to learn that um, if you think one diet is going to work for you or one way of eating, it's actually very, very dumb. And in fact, the only people making money off that are the authors of writing those books or the publishing companies promoting those people. So every three to five years, HarperCollins We'll find some guy and they'll say, okay, everyone eat fat. Okay, no, everyone eat protein. No, everyone eat raw foods. No, everyone eat, um, you know, uh, count your calories and so on. And they'll run those people through every three, three years as a cycle, make money off people and people are always left confused. What you're going to learn tonight is that there are nine principles of systems. We're not going to cover all of them, but there are three fundamental principles that I discovered that keep occurring in uh, that occur in engineering systems, they occur in ancient systems of medicine, and they occur in politics. But today we're going to talk about apply those those to your body. So let me begin. I have a little bit of uh, a little deck here that I want to walk you guys through. And um, if you go to yourbodyyoursystem.com, this tool literally took me about twenty years to put together because I had to take a lot of deep science, a lot of deep historical work I did but make it easily accessible. So we had to come up with a very simple consumer-friendly way. So you notice the slogan is your body, your system, which means your body is a system. And it says, be happy, be you. What, what do I mean by this? Um, this is, by the way, a big disclaimer. This is not a medical diagnosis tool. This is not a tool to replace, quote unquote, your doctors. And we have to say that because of the nature of the way the Western medicine system is set up. I have to make that disclaimer, okay? Having said that, let me 
talk about what the purpose of this tool is. It says health begins with knowing the unique you. Okay. Very important sentence. What that means is Mary Stanley, who's uh, listening here, is very different than Kevin Smith. Not only are you different from gender, but many, many other things, genetics, where you grew up, what you eat. Uh, Ed Corelli is very different than Rudy, et cetera. So knowing the unique you. The second thing is your body is a unique system. And when you take the full course, you'll understand uh, all, every system in the universe, particularly intelligence systems, have nine components. So your body operates on those nine components. Um, and you're, as a, you're given your body's unique system, it needs the right inputs for the right conditions. If you are an Eskimo living in whatever the Arctic, um, I think it would, you would be very, very dumb to go tell that person that they, that they should juice carrot juice all day, okay? Or that they should be eat salads or they should be a raw food. So just think about what I'm saying. Yet you have people writing books all day, everyone should be a raw foodist, right? Alternatively, it would be ridiculous to go to someone who's living in the Sahara and to tell them that they, they should eat high fat blubber, whale blubber all the time, that high fat foods are good for them or so on, right? Um, so those are different conditions. And also based on your body, if you are born in you know, Southern Italy and you're a Sicilian and you move up to the Arctic, okay? and you're prone to dryness and those kinds of things, you're gonna to have to treat your body a little bit differently than someone who's an Eskimo who moves to Sicily, all right? So we have to understand that your body is a unique system and it needs the right inputs for the right conditions. The other thing that's important to understand is this tool that I've created um, um, is really to know that you are a unique system on your journey to real health so you understand the principles of all systems. Now, what do I mean by that? You see, I have this understanding that I've evolved over the last many years of studying health. Um, in, the, in the United States with the, you know, yoga came here and people started studying new age philosophy, right? And what ended up happening was everyone thought that what you're supposed to do is that you're supposed to sit and meditate all day under a tree and you're supposed to do yoga all day and that makes you an enlightened person. In traditional systems of training, yoga and meditation were taught at the end of a process. So if you went to your teacher, um, your teacher would actually teach you how to be a good human being. He would maybe teach you how to go serve other people, maybe take feed the hungry, right? Maybe learn how to build a house, maybe learn how to do some math. And you would go through a whole bunch of actually rigorous process of being just an ordinary good human being learning discipline and skills. After about 12 or 13 years of doing that, in about one to 10 minutes, your teacher would teach you meditation and yoga, okay? And would charge you nothing for that. It's all flipped right now. We People go to see these quote unquote yogis and these spiritual leaders who actually don't know a lot and they spend $1,500, thousands of dollars learning yoga and they come out thinking they're some enlightened person, but they have no understanding of being a good human being about serving others. In fact, many of those people come out being very narcissistic and it's all about them and their body. This tool is to teach you that your body is a vehicle to understanding the princ all principles in the universe. So in my understanding and through my work, what I've learned is the great rishis and my rishis of the ancient times 
when they were using their body, they were actually using it as a laboratory to understand principles that work in everything in the universe. It wasn't that you sat there and meditated all day to have a spiritual experience and see the light and tell everyone, oh, I saw God and I did this, am I not better than you? That wasn't the goal. The goal was to use your body as a laboratory to understand that there are fundamental forces that operate in your body, they operate in every other human being, they operate in every other system. So that's why this, um, this sentence that I put here is very, very important to understand, that on your journey to real health to understand the principles of all systems. So when you take the Truth, Freedom and Health course, you will actually learn it more grounds up, but here we're gonna come at it in a different way. You're gonna, we're gonna jump right into understanding your body as a system, but the principles that govern the body also govern politics. When we say truth, freedom, and health, they are related to the definitive forces of conversion, uh, transport, and storage. Or in the Indian system, they're called Pitta, Vata, and Kapha. Our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, is not a slogan. It literally is a manifestation of the fundamental three forces in the universe. Truth, freedom, and health. You need all three. Okay? It's not a slogan. So let me begin um, by sort of giving a, a little bit of background here. And uh, so let me begin by um, sharing with you this diagram. So in the Western world, if you um, uh, if you uh, went and um, took a course in advanced systems biology or modern uh, uh, biological systems, you would um, get an understanding of um, the human body or life biology as follows. The words, don't worry about all the details here, but I just want you to understand the words here, okay? The words here um, are related to um, functional components in your body in a hierarchical organizational structure. So you have genes, right? At the in your in your nucleus, you have messenger RNA, you have proteins, metabolites. These are very functional units. Then um, you have something else. Um, hey, John. John Medlar. So some guy, Alex, is having fun with us. John, can you throw this guy off? <laughs> John Medlar. Let me, one second, everyone. I want to remove some people here. Let's see. Um, okay. All right, so we removed the idiot off here. Thank you. All right, so let's go back to this. Um, so when you look at any biological system, what you will find is that um, these biological systems are composed 
of messenger RNA proteins metabolites. Then you have what are called regulatory motifs, okay? And these regulatory motifs are uh, components that actually serve to um, stop here one second. So the regulatory motifs that you see here are components that are built up of genes, uh, messenger RNA proteins, et cetera. And then these build up to what are called functional modules and the large scale organization. So simply put, what you have here is if you talk to a Western biologist, they'll say, oh, yeah, I understand genes, proteins. These give rise to what are called molecular pathways. So if you look in your body, um, if you take something like burning fat, what does burning fat ultimately mean? Burning fat ultimately means that you have the ability, uh, you have a set of molecular mechanisms in your body that allow you to burn fat, okay? And those are ultimately chemical reactions, if that makes sense. The other piece you understand is those chemical reactions lead up into functional modules. And then finally, you have something called um, your, the, you know, the large scale organizations, which is you. OK, so that's one of the things we need to understand. So that's in the in, in the in the foundation of Western medicine. Now, if you take a Eastern approach, a Eastern medicine approach, they have a very different view of the body. I, I almost drew it as an inverted pyramid. So you have this is bottoms up. And if you talk to any biologist, I'll say, oh, yeah, I get it. Um, thanks, Larry. You know, thanks, Pankaj. Thanks, Rudy. Yeah, you're talking my language. So this is a language of Western biology. We study genes and proteins. They give rise to molecular reactions and you build large scale organizations. If you went and talked to my grandmother or you talked to a Siddha healer, they have a very, very different view of the universe or the body. Does that make sense? So the Western biologists will say, oh, yeah, you have that disease that's related to this because you have this gene, right? Or you're not getting this drug or you're not getting enough insulin, right? So they'll speak to you in a very different language. And everyone says, oh, yeah, I get that. I understand that. I'm all with that. All right. If you went to my grandmother or if you went to a, a healer in the Siddha tradition, they would have a very different way of look, talking about the body. And they would start with the following words. They would say, purusha, prakriti, the gunas, sattvas, rajas, tamas. They would talk about the five elements. They would talk about the tridoshas. They would talk about the tissues. And they would talk about koshas and chakras, okay? So do you understand what I'm saying? The Western way of looking at this thing called the body, uh, we think is the only way. There have been systems of medicine that have existed for thousands, tens of thousands of years that had a completely different language. Does that make sense? So when my grandmother, as a child, when uh, people used to come to her home, she would look at your face and she would look at you in a very, very different way, okay? Um, she, would, uh, she would look at your face and she would um, uh, recognize that your body was a system. And she would try to understand what kinds of things your body was undergoing, right? And so when she studied your face, she could understand dysfunctions in different organ systems, um, different fundamental systems. And, and based on that, she would figure out what was right for you. Now, how did she do this? She didn't have a microscope. She didn't do blood tests. She didn't uh, do genomic analysis. Does that make sense? So what was she doing? 
how was that system of medicine working? All right. Um, and for that system of medicine to work, she um, had a completely different paradigm. And that paradigm is what I'm going to share with you as shown in this diagram right here. So let me go over here. One second, let me bring this up. So what you see here is that in that system of medicine, the body was composed of these tissues or organs, but the tissues and organs were derived or their um, basis was from these three subsystems, vatha, pitta, and kapha, what were known as the tridoshas, okay? Tridoshas, and you'll understand what these are. So when my grandmother was looking at your face, she would try to assess did your body have a lot of vatha? Did it have pitta or did it have kapha? Or did it have some of all of them? Because these governing components, and it's hard to explain what they are, but you will understand it, were the things that drove your state of your organs and the state of your body. Now, in the Indian system, you not only had your physical body, they had the concept of layers or sheaths, they called them the astral body, the etheric body, the soul body, and you had the chakras, there were at least seven of them, but there was the entire Navi system, which I don't have time to go into today. But the body wasn't just a physical body. It was composed of these other components. But the organs in the body were a function of your tridoshas. The tridoshas were composed of the five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. And these five elements, which are matter, were driven by, you can think about it as energy, flavors of energy, sattva, rajas, and tamas. And we'll get back into sattva is really composed of space and air, light. Thomas is more heavy, earth um, and water. And fire um, is the fire element, which is much more, you know, dynamic and vibrant. So you could denote someone's personalities as well as their body system state. And then you had prakriti, uh, which is nature. Everything you see around us, matter, energy, information. But that originally came from the void. So in the Indian system of not only medicine, but yogic science, there was this concept of purusha. Purusha meant state zero, nothing existed. And out of that nothingness, a perturbation took place. You know, Einstein called it a space-time, you know, disturbance. And that gave, in the Western world, we would call it the Big Bang, right? But there was a point where there was nothing. There was a perturbation. Purusha was a void. And out of that came everything we see. And that existence, prakriti is nature, which initially was composed of these very subtle energies, sattva, rajas, tamas, which then congealed into matter. And these material elements gave rise to the tridosha. So vatha is typically composed of space and air. Pitta is composed of fire. And kapha is really composed of water and earth. So you see it gets more solid. So if you take water and earth and you mix it together, what do you get? You get cement, right? Space and air is allows more motion and fire is the element that allows conversion. Okay, and we'll get into that. So, so anyone looking at this world in the Western world will say, what the hell is this? This sounds like a bunch of garbage, right? You know, none of it makes sense. And so I was very, very curious after I finished my PhD. And by the way, as a child, I studied this system. After all those degrees, I learned this system. And I was very curious, could you relate both these worlds? So think about what I'm saying. 
the Western doctor looks at the body in the, in the lens of genes and proteins and all this. And then the Eastern doctor, like my grandmother, looked at the body in a very different way. They're both looking at the body, right? Are there any interconnections? Okay. Can you interconnect East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern? So that was really a question I had since I was a kid. And um, after uh, in uh, 2007, when I finished my PhD, I decided now I had all the credentials. I decided that I would apply for a Fulbright. A Fulbright is a very, very um, supposedly a hard award to get. You know, people at MIT meet, there's a big committee. Um, and that year, three people were selected. I was one of them. And I had said, hey, I want to take time off. I've done my PhD. I want to go back to India and I want to study these ancient systems of medicine in a very scholarly way. I mean, I've been studying them my own life. Um, and I want to see, is there an interconnection between these ancient systems, Siddha and Ayurveda and Western system science? So those of you in the truth, freedom, and health movement, you have to understand everything you're learning came from my Fulbright work. Okay. So what that resulted in was, um, um, by the way, there was an article that appeared, you can go look at it, in the front page of the MIT official newspaper. It was a, quite a laudatory article. It says, Fulbright Scholar in a New Adventure. And um, the article goes to talk about, you know, I, I came to MIT 26 years ago. I went in and out. I got a bunch of degrees. But the article was very, it says, Shiva Idre won a Fulbright to travel to India and study Eastern medicine. But they were very curious, why would I want to take a year or two years off to go study, you know, this integration that I was doing? What I discovered um, was that if you go to most of these new age people, yoga people, right? Some of you may do yoga and you sit and they'll use the words karma. They'll say namaste, right? You see them saying these words, right? Um, and if you go to your, your Indian uh, doctors and you go to them and you say, hey, what is um, these words that you're using, right? Because if you go to an Ayurvedic doctor, they'll say, oh, you're a Vatha body type uh, Sam, Mary, you're a Pitta body type. Ed, you're a Kapha body type. And uh, Larry, you're Yavatha Pitta. And uh, if you go to them and say, hey, what does this mean? Okay. Like, what does this mean? They'll say, well, you know, it means this. And, you know, they can't talk about it. They don't, they can't explain it to the Western world. So everyone thinks this is hocus pocus. All right. And this has been the problem. It's a, it, because the people have been practicing. And practicing this, they learned it by rote. So when Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, one of these guys with a beard and a long thing who the Beatles used to follow when he came here in the 1960s, he brought meditation, transcendental meditation, and then he was trying to teach people Ayurveda. Um, Deepak Chopra was one of his students, and Deepak then tried to do Ayurveda, but he could never really explain it. So then he tried to become his own guru, and they got into being more spiritual, right? Um, so... Yoga took off in the United States. 30 million, 40 million people practice yoga, right? You do postures. And by the way, the yoga we practice in the United States is, is really the Hatha yoga format, okay? Yoga actually can hit all the seven chakras from your, there's a yoga for Kundalini yoga, there's Hatha yoga, there's Kriya yoga, there's Surashabda yoga. I can keep going down. I've studied all of them. But in fact, the yogas actually got separated out into different yoga forms. Everyone sort of created their own uh, one, one, one guy created Burger King, the other guy created the McDonald's of yoga, right? But the problem is that um, uh, yoga took off. However, Ayurveda and the ancient system of Indian medicine didn't. And the reason they didn't take off was no one could appreciate what they meant. 
So when I went back to India, what I discovered was that um, the word karma, everyone heard the word karma, right? They said, oh, you have bad karma, you have good karma. The word karma really has two meanings. There's karma and there's karma fall, P-H-A-L. Karma is right action. That's all karma means. Karma means right action. And karma fall, fall in Sanskrit is a fruit of action. Okay? So what I realized was that um, if you look at your body, you can take the right actions for your body, right? Get enough sleep, uh, have a good community, laugh, right? Be, don't be stressed out. Eat the right foods for you, right? There you're taking the right action. And in the Indian systems of medicine, everyone has a particular constitution. And those constitutions were measured by three components, vatha, pitta, and kapha. And let me show you the diagram that explains it. Vata, pitta, and kapha. So you have vata, pitta, and kapha. Now I put it into a very simple engineering systems diagram. No one had ever done this before, okay? Um, and what you see here is you have, you take action and you get the fruit of your action. So if this is your body, this box, you take action and you get the fruit of action. And by the way, for some of you, this is the first time you probably heard the word karma fall, the fruit of action. Okay. All right. So when you take actions, your body will perturb its state of vata, pitta, and kapha. And so when a Ayurvedic physician or Siddha physician looked at you, they, they said, okay, Ed has, he's a vata pitta body type. Mary's a pitta kapha body type. And they would say, okay, um, you have some disturbances in your vata and pitta, so we're going to give you some inputs, adjust it, all right? But they wouldn't talk like this, even, and, and we're going to get more detailed. They would just say, oh, you're vata pitta, you have a vikriti, which is a disturbance, eat this food to bring you back into balance, all right? Now, if you are in the Western mindset, you want to know, what the hell did you just tell me? Why is this working? What I discovered, and you're going to see shortly, is that vatha, pitta, and kapha, these three terms actually relate in engineering system science. And I encourage everyone to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and take the entire course. You'll learn a lot. But to simply put, if you take an engineering course, you will understand that there are three phenomena in engineering, transport, movement of information, matter, and energy, the wind, right? Moving your car, right? Uh, you eat something, the bowel movements, right? Um, moving of air, right? Movement, movement, movement. That is transport. And you would study this in an engineering thermodynamics class. Conversion are those processes in the universe that take information, matter, or uh, energy in one form and convert it to another. Crystals do this. Your body, when you eat something, digests. That's a conversion process. Does that make sense? And then you have the structural processes in the universe, things that contain things. I have a cup here that it has some warm water in it, okay? This cup is a structure that holds this water. I could stir it as a transport process. If I were to put a heater around this, that would be the thing that would heat it, okay? The conversion process. But you have all three processes, transport, conversion, storage. This room, the structural part of this room is the structural part. I mean, sorry, the beams and the ceilings and the walls and the foundation. 
no different than your body, which has the bones, right? And the fascia. So anyway, without getting um, too detailed, transport, conversion, and storage, interesting enough appear in engineering. All my engineering courses, if you took a general systems course, you would understand transport, conversion, storage. What I uncovered was that Vata, Pitta, and Kapha match one-to-one -one with that, okay? And we'll come to that. But this, from the Indian system of medicine, you had these three levers. What I also discovered was that in the Indian system of medicine, is when those of you who've taken the course know that um, this is what's called an open system or a dumb system. It takes an input and an output. Intelligence systems, here is the open system, have something called a goal. In the Indian uh, yogic system, that was called your sankalpa. You would meet with your teacher and you would try to figure out what your mission in life was. That was your sankalpa. Um, and trying to stop your goal, your mission in life would be vikaras, disturbances, people trying to take you away from your mission or events. And the goal was that if you used your mind, your, your common sense, you could take the right action, which would move these forces to get the output. And you could sense the indriyas where your five senses, touch, taste, smell, so on, okay? And so when you look at this becomes a feedback system, this is an open system. This is a feedback system, which means you have a goal. You use your mind to say, I wanna go here and this is where I'm actually at and I'm gonna take these actions, okay? Now, one of the papers that everyone in the Truth, Freedom, Health movement, um, you, you can get access to, it's up there, is that in, in MIT engineering system science, you would learn these are the nine principles of engineering systems. And lo and behold, here are the nine equivalent principles that I was the first to uncover in Siddha and Ayurveda. So what I, this is really the Rosetta Stone. So what I uncovered was that the entire system of Indian medicine over here, or yoga, is no different than an engineering control system science. Again, we're doing this in a very short way, but appreciate that the discovery here is that when my grandmother was looking at your body, she was no uh, doing, frankly, an engineering systems work. She didn't, maybe she couldn't articulate it like that. No different than if an aeronautical engineer looked at a fighter jet, they'd say, oh, that's a very fast moving jet, very different than a C4 cargo plane that's a jet for carrying things, right? No different than a commercial. These are each different systems, all flying vehicles, but they're very different systems. So what I had uncovered out of this, my Fulbright research was I had literally figured out the missing link between Eastern thought and Western thought in some sense, okay? So let me go back to this. So um, that's what this discovery was. I wrote a paper, which all of you, anyone, uh, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, it's free, sign up as a member if you wanna go take the course. Uh, you can um, pay the very nominal tuition and do that. But fundamentally, of what I had discovered, and I published not in a medical journal, not in a new age yoga journal, I published in an engineering journal. It's called the Systems of Systems of Engineering. And it's a, the article was a Control Systems Engineering Foundation of Traditional Indian Medicine. Um, the Rosetta Stone of Siddha and Ayurveda. You may remember the Rosetta Stone was this stone, if you go to the British Museum, that um, you know Napoleon's army found that helped them decipher hieroglyphics into modern Greek, okay? And what I had uncovered here with this discovery was the ability for the Western mind to appreciate the Eastern um, systems of yoga and, um, and medicine. 
but more importantly, also for the Eastern practitioners to be able to explain this because they frankly didn't have a language. All right. So that's the high level background into this. Um, and what you recognize is that, as I mentioned, you have these three uh, phenomenon in the universe, transport, conversion and storage, movement, conversion and storage, structural aspects. These are directly the same as I uncovered as Vata, Pitta and Kapha. From a political standpoint, this, this is why freedom is the expression of Vata or transport. Truth is the expression of conversion or Pitta. And Kapha is the expression of storage or health. What do I mean by that? The infrastructure that you provide any vessel is the thing that sustains it. From a uh, philosophical standpoint, if you don't have your physical health, you can't support movement, freedom, nor can you support truth, which is the conversion of ideas, you know, um, to find out what's real. All right. So fundamentally, I had uncovered a way to express all of these phenomenon through the same framework. So your body, your system was created after a lot of effort, because if you went to a traditional medical healer, Siddhanarva, they'd say, oh, I'm looking at your body. You're moving really slow. You have a lot of kapha in you, right? If you had cold, you have a lot of phlegm in you. They say, why don't you take this? And the this you took would cut up your kapha. Or, hey, you seem a little sluggish. You need some more vatha in you. Why don't you drink a cup of coffee? And what you start realizing is that everything in the universe has the properties of vata, pitta, or kapha, sometimes combinations. So ultimately, every, ultimately, the goal here is for you to learn how to be an alchemist. Let me repeat that. The goal is for you to learn how to be an artful alchemist. There is no singular rules to say, oh, I eat this and I'm going to get here. Okay? It's actually not true because... Whatever you do eat, there are ways to counteract that also. All right. In fact, you could argue that everything in nature is poisonous. You have a bunch of people promoting the carnivore diet right now. Eat meat, eat meat, eat meat. Don't eat plants. They're dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Plants do have a way to protect themselves. But in many traditional cultures, they figured out how to process those plants to make it palatable. Alternatively, you could say don't eat meat because well, which meat? Factory grown meat, which has been infested with antibiotics to eat meat. Did you we wanted that eat? Do you mean that meat or do you mean the meat that's growing on grass fed, beautiful herbs? You see what I'm saying? So we have to understand everything in nature goes through some processing, everything, whether you like it or not. Um, some uh, an apple grows, um, you know, it ripens. That's a processing. You can take the apple, you can dry it. Now you get a dried apple. That dried apple or dried fruits have very different properties than you know, a non-dried fruit. So the notion here is that you want to think about this as alchemy. If you understand the principles of the chemical processes, it is not about eat this, don't eat this. And this is why people are so confused because they don't understand principles. And this is why there's so much bamboozling going on, particularly now among the so-called health food people. Okay, eat this food, don't eat this food, eat this. People are completely confused. 60% uh, of people are more confused in what to eat than they are. It's easier for them to do their taxes than to figure out what to eat. All right. So, so the goal in building your body, your system was to help you understand these principles, which occur everywhere. All right. So what you do in your body, your system is 
you take a set of questions, 30 questions, and in this triangle where the center point um, is where, so th the point T would be where you have 100% transport or Vata. This point here, I, I literally, it was a pretty interesting thing. I had to figure out how do you take a three-dimensional concept and map it into a two-dimensional space and then write the software to do this. So this red dot, when you take these questions, we're going to do it, is who you are. And everyone's red dot is going to vary. If your red dot is in the center, it doesn't mean you're better or I'm so balanced, I'm a better human being. No, it just means your red dot's in the center. That's all it means, okay? Um, the center point is 33, 33, 33, which means 33% transport, 33% conversion, 33% storage. This point here is 100% transport, 100% conversion, 100% storage, um, and so on. Now, what are these questions and how did I come across them? Well, when I was doing my Fulbright in India, there was a group of uh, doctors in South India, which had uh, gotten funding to do a very interesting project. In this huge hall, in various rooms, they had brought in the traditional yoga people, the yogis uh, who do Siddha. And these people would measure your pulse pulse diagnosis, and they could determine whether you were Vata, Pitha, or Kapha, or Vata, Pitha, Kapha. So they did the pulse diagnosis. So you went into one room, you got your pulse diagnosis done, what your constitution was, and what your disturbance was. In another huge hallway where all these Western instruments, they were taking your blood, they were doing your H1AC measures, cardiology, EKGs, everything. And they so the patient got their their, their um, pulse diagnosis done. In another set of rooms, they got your Western data done. And in a third room um, where questionnaires were being built, okay? And the idea was, could you take these questionnaires, intersect it with, with the pulse diagnosis people? Anyway, that resulted in a set of questions which were later published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, a pretty quote unquote establishment prestigious journal. And those questions, are the ones that I advanced to create the questions that are in your body or system. So when you take these questions, um, and at that point we brought in 10,000 people, urban city dwellers and rural people. So it's not just something random, these questions. So these questions um, determine how much Vatha or transport you have in your body, okay? So if you're a fast moving, fast talking person, by you know, I'm giving sort of an extreme, you're probably a Vatha body type. If you're someone, you ever meet those people that are very slow talking, nothing perturbs them, that's a kapha body type. And there's other people who have very, very excellent digestion. They're very good at articulating, converting ideas. These are your, and I'm giving you very broad generalizations. These are your pitta or your conversion body types, all right? And most people are combinations. So this system um, um, helps you figure that out. Now, in the Ayurvedic system, they would call it your dosha quiz. And that's pretty much where they would end. Now, I took it one step further, is that because in the Indian system of medicine, there's two phenomenon. One is called Prakriti, P-R-A-K, which R-I-T-I, which is who you are, your essence. Okay. You can talk about you can compare it to Western medicine as your genotype. Okay. Um, then there's another word which I would say 90% of people, even in our Ayurvedic world, don't know what it is. It's called Vikriti, V-I-K-R-I-T-I. Vikriti is your disturbance from your natural state, okay? Um, 
from your balance point. So you're supposed to be here, as in this example here, okay? But maybe life's disturbances have put you over here, denoted by the black dot, okay? You're you're supposed that's your target, your what you would call your homeostasis, right? So the first set of questions determine who you are. The next question question know when you are not you. So that black dot denotes when you're off course. Does that make sense? No different than you're flying an airplane. You're supposed to go from Boston to San Diego and you're headed towards Cincinnati, okay? Or you're headed towards Texas. You're off course. What do you do when you're off course? How do you get off course? Well, in a very material way, you get off course because there was wind, there was rain, there was uh, you know uh, some turbulence that took you off course. Um, in the physical world, biologically, this happens to you. Maybe you have jet lag. Maybe you didn't sleep. Maybe you stayed awake too late, right? Maybe you ate the wrong food. You're off course. So if you look at this now, with that understanding, we created a different set of questions that help you determine where you are today. If this determines where you're supposed to be, this determines where you are today. Now, where you are today, the disturbances could be you moved. You're no longer living, maybe you're from, um, you know, Southern California, and now you're living in, in Finland, okay? So that's a disturbance from where you're used to living, okay? Um, or you haven't slept, or, or, or also seasonal changes. You see, everything is changing. You could be living in the same place, but there's a difference between spring and winter, right? And obviously the foods that you eat in winter should be, frankly, if you know, if you're in touch with your intuition, should be different than the foods that you eat in the summertime, okay? So these are different changes that are taking place and then change is always taking place. So to say, I'm just gonna eat the same foods or I'm gonna do the same thing doesn't make sense. You have to build this intuitive sense. Most people have lost it. And the purpose of this tool is to help you uh, know that. So that's where the black dot is. Then these questions help you figure that out. What I did sort of the breakthrough in the software was I literally looked at all these foods and all these things and I discovered that food without getting into the math of this is actually a vector, a tensor. And that once I figured out where you are, you are in a certain energy state. This is where you, you're disturbed from that energy state. And how do you bring you back from here to here? So if you look at this graph here, how many ways are there to bring this black dot here? Infinite. You could go like this. You could go like this. You could go direct. You could go like this. Okay. You could go in a zigzag pattern. There's many, many ways to go from here to here. Well, how would you get from there to there? Well, if you notice, I could lower transport or Vata. I could increase storage. So I'm heading in this direction. It's like you're moving a ship. So I want to come down. I want to go in this direction. So I could decrease transport, increase storage. Um, and that's one very clever way to get here. So how do you decrease transport? How do you increase storage? How do you do that? What does that mean? What does that mean now? So you have three, imagine you're riding some vehicle and you have three levers. I have my transport vehicle I can move up and down. I have my storage vehicle I can move up and down. And I have my conversion, three levers. So just think about what I'm saying. And if you understand this, everyone can be really their own doctors, okay? In fact, they should teach this in medical school. So once you understand where you are, you're literally guiding yourself through some a very interesting three-dimensional space or an n-dimensional space. These foods, so if you need to lower transport, 
there are certain foods, certain yoga postures, certain activities that lower transport. You get what I'm saying? So you're an alchemist here. If you want to increase transport, there are certain foods like coffee. Coffee gets you moving, caffeine, right? So there are certain foods that increase transport. There are other foods that increase storage, which means put on weight, give you inertia, oils, fats, right? Certain exercises, yoga exercises, shavasana, where you lie down, is more of a calming exercise than if you were to do trichinosis, you know, uh, the, the triangle pose, okay? Um, so you start realizing, in fact, in the Indian systems of medicine, when a yogi looked at you, not everyone got the same 22 postures to do or took the same yoga class. It was unheard of. You got certain yoga postures prescribed for you. If you had hypertension, you surely should not be doing a headstand, for example, okay? So what we, what I coded, decoded was different foods and these things could be mapped into transport conversion storage from engineering system science. And then I was able to calculate to help people understand how to bring the black dot to the red dot. And that was this. And in fact, we coded this up, what you would call a AI personalized capability where I could tell you, here's your menu for you. Here are the foods you should eat. Here are the exercises. It's very nice. And I'll walk you through it. Is this a diagnostic medical tool? Again, no, but it is a tool that will help you start understanding how food is medicine, how food manipulates, how exercises, activities multiply, um, affect these three forces. And that's pretty much it. Every medical doctor should learn this because if they learn this, they would really start understanding the nature of everything. And for that matter, every Siddha or Ayurvedic person should learn this because most of them no, do not know how to explain this. And this is why we've had this rift between Eastern and Western medicine. So anyway, I think I've, uh, it was a, to me, this was a, a, a breakthrough. Um, one is a knowledge breakthrough, and then it's putting this together in a software, making it easily accessible. Sounds easy, but it took a lot of work, okay? So that is what your body, your system is. It's fundamentally a tool that will help you start understanding your body is a system. It is governed by these principles. Any questions? What I wanna now do is those of you, um, who are Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars. Everyone who is not, who's listening, can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Let me show this to you. And we've created a very foundational body of knowledge. Truth Freedom Health itself is a system. It's a system of knowledge that will help liberate you in many, many ways. You can um, become a better activist. You can become a better mom. You can become a better teacher. But it's an entire program. If you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, and I'm not going to go through all of this right now, but we have we're a global community. Um, but fundamentally, what Truth Freedom Health is about is teaching you the knowledge of system science, which helps you go from looking just at information to wisdom. Um, but this entire capability is not any one thing. It involves a course, involves the books. All of this is included. It involves this your body, your system software, but many, many, many other tools. So you can become what we call a truth, freedom and health warrior scholar. Okay. So that's what truth, freedom and health is. So I hope you take advantage of that. But today, for those people who are new, we want to hopefully inspire you by saying, hey, there's this really cool tool. You get it. It's called your body, your system. Now, when you log in to the system, the, um, the, uh, let me, let me log in here. 
when you log into the system, oops, let me go here. I think I got to. Ah, uh, let's see. I got to find where. Oh, here it is. Okay. So let me go here. Um, So when you log in um, to the your body uh, to the uh, so when you log in to Truth Freedom Health, there's a login, okay? And I've logged in already, and you can log in right. I think I'm logged in, yeah. So when you um, log into the dashboard, we have this is uh, what our warrior scholars get. Let me just go here. All right. So when you log into the dashboard, uh, it says dashboard for Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars. And there's a link right here, which is software and training tools. And if you click that, there's many, many capabilities here, but one of them is called your body, your system. And when you click here, it'll take you into the, now you could, by those of you who don't want to go through the entire warrior course, you could alternatively go right here. You could go to your body. Uh, you, oops, your, where is this? You could go to your body, your system. That's, you could go that way and you could sign in this way, okay? But those of you who are warrior scholars literally get access to your body or system. And when you log into the your body or system dashboard, you first of all get access to the ebook system and revolution, which will teach you the principles. Now um, I'm using, I've already logged in before and it already tells me um, that I'm here and I'm pretty much on course, okay? Because this is from what I've been doing. So my transport is well-maintained. I have minimal uh, conversion issues and uh, storage minimally destabilized. And it tells me um, what I should do to, to increase conversion. You know, I can eat some, these are the things I can do. So it gives you what you should do for your current program. All right, so what I can do now is what I wanna do for the um, uh, exercise, I'm gonna start this. If I go to who am I, I can literally, I'm gonna start with a redo and I'm gonna literally check everything off here because I, I did these before. And I'm gonna choose someone from the audience if that's okay. And I'm, we're gonna do this exercise with somebody. I did this before. And we're gonna first of all do an analysis. If someone's um, happy to share this with us, let me go back to our participants. Um, let's see, let's select, uh, let's go to, uh, who do we have? Jason, Jason, are you there? Jason Long? Hello, or let's go to, uh, let's do Larry. Larry, can you unmute yourself? Larry Seitz? Yes, can you hear me? Hey Larry, do you mind being the guinea pig for this? No, I love it. Okay, great, so we're gonna, so imagine um, you're my, remember without Larry, I'm gonna imagine, Larry, you don't have to go all the way to India to see my grandmother in that village, right? You're going to be able to get all that access right here. Okay. So what I want to Great. do, Larry, is I'm going to ask you a set of questions. Okay. Sure. And, well, by the way, when you answer these questions, one of the things I noticed, if you hesitate, is typically a no. Okay. Um, that's what I've noticed. It's just sort of this in, in, intuitive thing that's built over the many, many, many years. So, Larry, I'm going to ask you first of all some questions. Okay. 
Do you have yeah. an exceptionally difficult time dealing with cold weather? No. Okay. Um, do you move quickly and frequently juggle several activities at the same time? No. Yeah. Do you no. That one's yes. Oh, it is? Okay. Do you think and talk quickly? No. Okay. Are you interested in such fields as communication and media? Yes. Okay, there's a little hesitation there. I'm going to say yes. no. Yes? Okay. Do you prefer spontaneity over a set of routines and scheduling? No. Okay. Do you tend to have dry skin, hair, or flaky scalp? No. Okay. Are you naturally prone to being thin or slight in size or have a relatively easy time losing weight? Yes. Oh, yes? Okay. So, all right. Are you happy that you're able to grasp new ideas and learn quickly, but wish you were able to remember more of what you learned? Yes. Okay. Um, are you in such a state, uh, in such a rush to quote unquote get going that you can be overly impulsive and start working on project without thinking things through? Yes. Okay. Do you sometimes skip meals or forget to eat? No. Okay. Do you have a basically optimistic and enthusiastic attitude? Yes. All right. Do you have a tendency to become anxious or nervous? Yes. Okay. So that was your first set of questions, Larry. Let's go to the next set. Um, I'm going to, again, someone had answered these before, so I'm just going to turn these off. Okay. Um, so let's start here. Do you really, really dislike heat and hot weather? No. Okay. Are you happiest when you and those around you stay on schedule? Yes. Okay. Are you detail-oriented and exceptionally good at processing information and data? No. Do you usually think things through before taking any kind of action? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you metabolize food quickly and efficiently? Yes. Do you like competition? And you just about any kind of competition as an enjoyable challenge? No. Okay. Do you have a medium build and does your weight tend to fluctuate? I'd say no. Well, I have a medium, medium build, but it doesn't tend to fluctuate. Okay. Yeah, I said not. Uh, when it comes to eating, do you prefer food that is on the bland side? Or do you find that your digestion goes awry eating spicy foods? No. Basically, Okay, so you can eat handle spicy foods, right? Yep. <laughs> um, do you have a big appetite and do you tend to, do you need to eat at regular intervals? Yes. Okay. Do you easily become impatient with yourself and others? No. Do you enjoy taking ideas and transforming them to some kind of practical application? Yes. Are your eyesight, are your eyes particularly sensitive to sunlight? No. Okay. So now we're going to go. So the first set of questions, Larry, as you can see, we're really about understanding, you know, from a motion standpoint, right? The second set were from a conversion standpoint. Now we're going to go to the storage aspect. It says, are you big boned or do you have a broad, a broad body frame? No. Okay. Do you tend to be overweight or have difficulty time losing weight? No. Okay. Um, are you happiest when you stay in one place and do not have to move around or travel? Yes. Okay. Are you aware of other people's needs and are you often called upon to help others? Yes. Are you not particularly bothered by either hot or cold weather? Yes, I'm not bothered either. 
Okay. Do you almost take your strong energy and good stamina for granted? Yes. Do you get lazy and are easily depressed? Yes. Okay. Uh, is your preferred learning style slow and steady? No. Do Is one of your strengths your ability to retain the ideas you've learned? I guess that's a no. Okay. Do you like taking time, your time and resist moving from one activity to another? No. Okay. Do you have problems with congestion or mucus such as sinus infections, asthma, or colds? No. Okay. When you speak, you try to be precise and make a point of saying what you think. Yes. Okay. So these are the qualities of someone who's very structured. If you talk to a, a lawyer or an accountant or a, someone who's an administrator, they'll typically check off all of these because they have a lot of structure in them. Okay. So now when we do this, this will, so Larry, so you see you're, you're right in the center here. So you're 33% trans, about 39% transport, 28% conversion, 33% storage. Okay. That's better when I took it myself. I mean, it's more central, centered than the last yeah, but, one. So one of the important things when you answer these questions, this is who you are, okay, in your yeah. natural state. All right. So this is what we just did, everyone, was we did Larry's analysis of his prakriti, his natural system state. So is he a Ferrari? Is he an SUV? Or is he, you know, your sedan? Okay. This shows that Larry has a little piece of all those three. Okay. That's what this shows. Um, if you guys online get access to, you know, the system and revolution, and, and this provides more of the theory that I haven't gone through here. So please go through that. There's a very, very nice chapter in here that um, part two starts in page 57. Uh, every person who's even a master Ayurveda or yogi should read that because I figured out in about 14 pages how to explain the ancient systems of Indian medicine with, I think, better clarity than anyone's ever done. And I'm proud of that. It took me 20 years to be able to do that. So please take advantage of that. Um, all right. So, Larry, now, uh, if I can take some more of your time, we're going to now do a checkup on Larry because now we know where he is. But where is he at right now, Larry? Okay. So, Larry, these questions are what's going on in your life right now? Okay. Does that make sense, Larry? Oops, did I lose Larry? Where does Styles go? Larry Styles. Oops, we lost him. Is Larry back? Okay. Did we lose him, John? I think we lost him. I'm going to select someone else. So we're going to ask, ask someone else to be Larry. Uh, 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 Emily, can you, Emily, can you unmute? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So Emily, can you assume that you're Larry right now and just answer this? Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Where do you live right now, uh, Emily? Um, in Missouri. Right. So, so is, is it, is it in the desert, wet, damp? No, none of those, none of the above. Okay. What's the current season where you're staying? It's a light spring summer. Okay. The weather? It's um cloudy. Okay. And your birthday? Um, <laughs> that's April 16th. Yeah. 
73. Okay. 73. Okay, great. And your dietary preference, any of these or no? Uh, okay. So now the questions here, Emily, are going to be ones that it's happening to you now. It's not something that's happened to you for your whole life. So this is in the last 24 hours, okay? okay. Is your sleep pattern disturbed or are you having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep? Uh, no. Okay. Have you made any noticeably impulsive decisions or do you find yourself uh, almost talking nonstop? No. Are you having issues with joint or arthritic pain? No. Are you sometimes spacing out or having difficulty time concentrating or finishing projects? Uh, yes. Is cold weather bothering you more than usual? No. Okay. Are you sometimes forgetting to eat or are you losing weight? No. Is your lower GI tract uh, or having bouts of, um, is your lower GI tract upset or are you, basically are you having any no. digestive issues? Okay. No. How, how about your skin? Do you have any dry spots, chapped or cracked skin? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and by the way, this is a typical Vatha or transport issue, dryness, weather, right? Air moving, right? Windy. Um, if you have a, in winter time, you get this. Is your energy level noticeably uneven? Are you feeling depressed or do you have bursts of energy so intense that you have a hard time calming down? No. Are your emotions on the overwrought side? Have you been no. feeling? Okay, great. Now let's go to measure any disturbances in your conversion. Are you experiencing strong feelings of jealousy or need to get even? No. Tell the truth. No. Okay. How is your skin? Are you getting more rashes, acne, or cold sores than usual? No. Okay. On a scale of uh, 1 to 10, is your impatience level about a 12? No. Is your food liquid intake out of control? Do you feel ravenously hungry or even a little sick to your stomach if your meals are even a little late? Do you link? Do you drink large quantities of water or other beverages? Uh, yeah, I'll say yes on that one. Have you become noticeably sarcastic, competitive, argumentative, or critical of others? No. Um, are you easily angered? No. Are you having problems with your eyes? Are they bloodshot, strained, or do you feel even stronger, need to get stronger sunglasses than usual? Um, I'll say yes on that one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, is your natural aversion to heat becoming more intense? No. Are you having upper GI problems? Are you suffering from heartburn, GERD, or sore throat that your doctors think is getting acid by acid reflux? No. Is your quest for perfection becoming even more intense? Or are you putting too much pressure on yourself? Uh, no. Okay. And then the final set of questions are to look at storage disturbances. Are you responding to stress by giving people the silent treatment or generally shutting them out of your life? No. Are you finding it almost impossible to start new projects or make changes in your life? No. Do you feel a need to accumulate more stuff than you need? No. This is like your people who are, uh, you know, what do they call them? Um, hoarders. Hoarders, yeah. That's a typical thing. I mean, this is also a mental disturbance. Are you having exceptionally difficult time letting go of things ranging from people and emotions to old newspapers and unnecessary objects? No. Are you procrastinating? Do you have a lot of things to do that you keep putting off? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not procrastinating, but I do have a list of things uh, that I need to do. 
Yeah, but you're not, but you're on your way to, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. (laughs) Are you generally feeling lethargic and dull? No. Do you have a white coat on your tongue? No. Do you want to sleep all the time? No. Are you having impossible time keeping your weight under control? Do you find it impossible to resist carbs, chocolate, or other sweets? Uh, No. Okay. Do you seem to have more mucus issues, sinus, allergies, chest congestion, asthma? Yeah, probably I do. It's in the spring I do. Okay. So now this is quite cool. So this tells, I mean, Larry was here, right? We don't know where Emily may have been here, Emily. I think that's I'm, really cool. Yeah, I'm usually kind of close to the right. center. So, but you can see this tells you that transport minimally destabilized, conversion moderately destabilized, and then storage maintained well, okay? So if you wanted to pull this over here, you would have to slightly decrease transport and you'd have to reduce conversion, right? Because you'd have to go in this direction, okay? So what we can now do is go to the personalized program and the system is actually calculating um, for Emily, what is her menu? It's really cool, okay? So it does it for morning, afternoon, and evening. Um, Not only does it give you the inputs of food and drink, but it also gives you exercise and activity. So one of the things that it recommends Emily to do is to do Anapana meditation or yoga nidra, and it tells you how to do that. Okay. Um, it may, uh, in this case, it may tell, it also says in the evening, dance freestyle, do some outdoor indoor badminton, and it tells you different recipes. And if you send, send email reminders, it'll send you new things. Um, and you can also contribute your own recommendation. So that's what the system has done. It's taken you from who you are, where you are today and to restore you back to homeostasis and that's the power of this tool but it set what the most important thing this tool tool is doing is giving you the ability to rebuild your intuition ideally you don't even need this tool you're constantly making changes to support bringing you back to your natural system state that's really the ultimate goal here okay um one of the things i want to share with you here is that you can actually go and print out your own uh, report. I think I go to, who am I, right? Emily right here? Yeah. And you can say create report. And this will literally generate you a report, a PDF um, that you can have, and you can do this in, and this will uh, download it. So you can then, um, I think it takes a little while, right, Emily? It'll come up. Yeah, you'll have to find it in the other window as a PDF. Okay, hold on. It'll load up at the bottom usually as a PDF, and then you'll have to reshare. Yeah, hold on. Uh, it does take it a minute to generate yeah. it. Though. So anyway, that'll generate your report. And by the way, Emily's done lots and lots of studies, right? So well, those, these are all the demos. So yeah, these from are from all here. the demos. But um, this basically is generating the report, and it will tell Emily for this study that she did because she's done so many of them. All these dots are, this was, I guess, the homeostasis before and where you need it to go, okay? So the other, and, and by the way, let me bring the report up. This is the report that comes up. You notice it's generated on 5.26, 8.24 p.m. And this report basically um, gives everything we've talked about. It's got the disclaimer, this is not a medical tool, but it gives a little bit of background. And then it, it summarizes the questions that were just answered. Um, it gives where you are, okay, where you want to go to, right, where you're off course, right, and it gives you your program. So you can also get a printed version, and you can keep it for your records. All right. 
All right, so th that's your body, your system, everyone. Um, in the interest of time, Emily, I'm not gonna go into the system's health unless we can show them that very quickly, but- In my that, kitchen. What's that? My kitchen. Yeah, I, I, I do wanna go into my kitchen. Before I go there, um, just understand that what the goal here is to teach you is you have a particular state your body likes to be at. And everyone knows intuitively where it likes to be, right? If you start taking, a lot of people have never taken care of their body. They're like over here. They don't even know what normal is. That's what's unfortunate. In Western medicine, we call that allostasis, not homeostasis. Imagine being, you know, 500 pounds overweight. You've never, you just sort of live in that state, okay? Or chronic sick, sickness. When you do get back to your homeostasis, you at least have an indication what it feels like to feel good. And then when you go off kilter, you know how to adjust and come back. You know, many of us know if you eat wrong, sometimes you eat a little more greens, you know, you take, you know, you know how to manipulate yourself. The extreme example is, and I'm not saying people should do this. Um, uh, people I used to know in England, they used to go get plastered, right, at night. And then the next morning, they used to eat the English breakfast, right? Which was bacon and all these fats, because what it did was it absorbed the alcohol. That's an extreme case where you're doing something destructive and then you're trying to do something to get back, you know, into homeostasis. All right. Um, but that's sort of that's an extreme example. Now, one of the things we also created was we wanted to educate people. Imagine you're making a smoothie, okay? What should you put in that smoothie? Right. Um, how, and, and, and the problem was a lot of the Eastern systems of medicine never really taught this to people. So there's a tool here called my kitchen. So this is where you are right now. If you want to bring the black dot here, I want to increase storage. Well, for example, I can add some, let's say cashews and you'll see this tool's sort of cool. So if I add cashews, it calculates, it tells, oops, so the arrow actually is going this way because, uh, cashews have a lot of, um, conversion capability, okay? Let me add some oils to this, maybe add some um, coconut oil. I'm not saying you should do this, by the way, it sounds like a weird mixture. Um, and that's bringing you down, but you could start adding different kinds of things, um, an egg, and you it'll let you calculate which is a direction that you should go. So this is all gonna take you away from where you wanna go, right? Let me remove the cashews, all right? Let me take this and I remove and I calculate. And that didn't have much of an effect. Let me just remove the egg. Let's see what the egg does. Okay, that's taking me in that direction. And then maybe I could add um, some dairy to it. Let's goat say, cheese. what is that? Goat cheese. Where we go, goat cheese, okay. All right, so, but you get the idea. This gives you an ability to start seeing for your particular, where you are, where, what foods you can add. I'm, I'm gonna add a whole bunch of stuff here, just for, you, you'll get the idea here. Um, I'm not saying you should do this, this stuff sort of, some of this stuff sounds, and there you go. Let's add some more sweeteners. Okay, that brought it down a little more, maybe add some more. Okay, that's cinnamon. What's that? Cinnamon. Okay, where's that condiments? Okay, here we go. Or turmeric or cardamom. 
Okay, let's put turmeric in here. Okay, that did a little bit better. Okay, so I'm gonna take these away. But the reason we did this tool is more of an educational tool. So you can understand that the foods that you mix together have an effect on whether you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction, okay? Um, the final thing I wanted to share with you is for those of you who have access to the educators portal, um, and the way you get here is if you go to your dashboard, um, you can literally click on systems health portal, and then you get access to a whole nother tool. Again, all of this is included. And in the educators portal, you have the ability to help three other friends. This is a being of service. Uh, Emily's already added here, for example. So I can click here and me as the educator, which I'm in the back room, I can see Emily's previous results that are here. Okay. And then you can print a program, et cetera. So what, what the tool, so there's two parts to the tool. There's a front facing your body, your system. And then there's the system self portal that you can help manage other people, friends and family. All right. So, um, let me just make sure if John is listening, I want John to end the uh, public version so we can answer some questions for people. Let me see how he's doing. Um, but if anyone has any questions, please put it in the chat so we can um, go over those. Hey, John, I think we can sign off. Is that all right? Hello? John, can we sign off off StreamYard, John? All right. All right, we'll go offline. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, everyone on Zoom, stay on. I hope this was valuable. People on Zoom, stay on. But anyway, to those of you listening um, uh, in on Facebook, uh, Instagram, this is really uh, the power of your body, your system. You can really start to identify and discover what's right for you using a very scientific systems approach. But the same infrastructure that we've talked about here uh, in Truth, Freedom, and Health is the same infrastructure you can figure out You know what's right for our country, what's right for your life. Um, you can use the same concept of system science. Thank you. Thanks, John, for assisting me. You can sign off on, on, um, on the social media, John. Thank you. John, thanks. Yes, I'm getting it offline. Hold on, I've got. Okay. Online. All right. While we're going offline, um, let's. Uh, any questions on this? Renee said, "I learn new stuff from you every time. I listen to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, any questions? You can raise your hand." And John, if you can remove the spotlight away. I'm still trying to take us offline. Okay, great. Any questions? Okay, let's see. Anyone's got a question here? One of the things I wanna to recommend to all of you is as a exercise, you know, log into the dashboard, you know, sign into your body, your system, and learn how to use the tool. But again, I can't overemphasize one of the major goals of this tool is for you to build your intuition. You, we shouldn't really need a tool like this, okay? If you're in touch with your body, you know when you're off and you know how to bring it back into alignment. Um, Rudy says, until one develops intuition, how often should you do, where am I today? Rudy, I, I, what I typically have told people to do it once a week, you know? Um, take the analysis, follow the program, and then do it once a week, and then once a month for maintenance. But the main thing is you'll start to recognize that these forces, the simplest thing 
that people can take away is there are these forces of transport, conversion, storage, food, and everything inside and outside of you also embodies these forces. Okay, when you eat high fiber foods, what does that do? That promotes movement, right? Fiber. Think about that. Um, when you eat um, certain types of food um, or certain types of activities, um, that could promote disturbances and conversion. So if you're around people who are very, very uh, uh, anxious and angry and stressed out, that is going to affect your digestion, okay? It's going to throw off your digestive processes. This is why people get ulcers, right? Um, because you're affecting your conversion processes. So if you are around that situation, how do you um, support that? Well, you would do certain things that support your storage and calms you down, certain types of meditation. One of the important things to understand is if you are already a person who's very, let's say, depressed and uh, a storage or a kapha body type, you should be careful what kinds of meditation you do. If you do seated, quiet meditations, you may actually get more depressed. There are many, many examples that are not talked about of people who go to these transcendental meditation seminars and they get suicidal because they were of a certain body type. So again, in traditional systems of yoga, not everyone was told to do the same meditation. Okay. John, are we off? It's taken. I, I still haven't managed to press the button. There's a lot. Oh, okay. Do you want me to do it on my end, John? Okay. One second, everyone. I'm going to do this on my end to help out John here. Okay.